Hello everyone, welcome to Project Rusty, where we take a break from video games and play with the news. I'm Robert and I'm joined here by Austin. Hello everyone. And Mike. What's up? So, this week, I don't know, I don't know about you guys, I feel like it's been a week full of real weird news, so I feel like there's just a lot for us to talk about. Well, I'm going to throw the ball at Mike first, what have you got for us to talk about today? So this past weekend was Evil Japan. It was the second year that uh, Japan had its own evil fighting series. And the Dead or Alive segment did not go as planned. Oh, no. Shocker. (laughs) Yeah, it got a little uh, risque. Um, Oh. Oh. So the game has a special thing where you can pause the game and you'll have free camera controls and you can, you know, move the camera around and stuff. And during the Dead or Alive demonstration... For some reason, they kept doing close-ups of the character's breasts. Mm. <laughs> For some reason. Oh. Are you sure that wasn't intentional? <laughs> I mean, oh, God. Yeah. You know, I mean, this, this might be part of uh, Bando Na- Bandai Namco's initiative to make that game less sexual, right? They were, suppo- they were saying that they're going to try to make it less sexual, but apparently players don't want that. But that's not the only thing that happened. Two characters were fighting in a demonstration. One of them is a wrestler. And so he gets a, he's fighting a female fighter. He gets her and he slams her on the ground. But the way he's holding her, (laughs) when they hit the free camera and turned it like towards his back. Yeah, it looks like they're having sex. Oh, Oh, no. I was going to say, I thought it was like he was doing a power bomb and they paused it like at the apex of the throw. No, you can imagine that. <laughs> no, it's while he's slamming her on the ground. It looks like he's slamming her. Zoinks! So uh, it was right then that they um completely just shut off the, the evil Japan Twitch channel. Oh yeah, dear! You know, isn't correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't Dead or Alive Six perhaps one of the few major fighting games out there with a legitimate boob physics slider? Yeah. Well, uh, they're taking off the boobs physics slider for six. Oh, thank God. Okay. Uh, that's like <laughs> but... um, that's like Apple taking away the headphone jack. <laughs> it's that <laughs> integral to your experience. <laughs> it's not as bad as uh, Dora Life 2. And Dora Life 2, depending on what age you put in your PlayStation 2, the bouncier their uh, boobs would be. Oh, that's, that's actually pretty funny. I guess <laughs> on like 99. That. So, yeah, you would put it at 99 and... Like things would just be bouncing all over the place. Like it oh, was that's, crazy. That's so dumb. <laughs> so I think I saw it this stream. Didn't they have like um, two of the presenters were like really lewd, weren't they? I, I think, think they were one, like smacking themselves and stuff like that. I think one of them was a porn star in Japan. Oh, <laughs> that's what I heard. Risque. I could be yeah, wrong. So it it was a pretty uh, eventful demonstration to say the least. An eventful event. I've got two jokes here. One, you guys tell me which one's better, and I'll you know edit in this post pro for sure. Uh, One looks like this game is DOA six dead on arrival. Uh, Oh god. Oh gosh. No. Two. Two. I'm glad I can bring this game to church now. (laughs) I like the second one better. (laughs) They're both terrible. Yeah, I know. (laughs) No, man. This this is just. Man, okay, look, I'm going to have a little bit of uh, podcast cross-contamination here because I also do a 
another podcast about Japanese reality TV. And let me tell you guys, just TV in general in Japan gets pretty raunchy just as it is. So it kind of doesn't surprise me that a Twitch stream from Evo Japan about a game with bouncy booby fighting girls got raunchy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, apparently our American audience cannot stand bouncing boobs. Yeah, you know, can can we talk about that for a second? So like violence, that's okay. Yeah. And in Grand Theft Auto 5, I I pulled teeth out of I literally pulled teeth out of a guy to torture him. (laughs) That's fine. Titties? No. No, unless it's titties in Grand Theft Auto, then it's fine. Right? I mean, because Grand Theft Auto and Rockstar can get away with anything. Yeah. Pretty much. It's weird because there's like an endless list of Japanese RPGs, fighting games, etc. that have been censored when they came over to America and or the rest of the Western world. Yeah, more Dead or Alive. The new Dead or Alive Extreme Scarlet got heavily censored over here. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I know like some RPGs, they even change like they just take out full on scenes Mm -hmm. just because they're a little bit risque. And it's like, oh, well, this is weird. Well, you know, I think, um, was it San Andreas that they made adult only in the U.S.? Yeah. Uh, the that's, coffee shop scene. Yeah, yep. that's that's kind of a, um, well, the hot coffee scene is definitely not anywhere near as risque as some of the things they put in games now. But I think that was kind of a uh, exception but yeah. I think Did for the most part, War have a sex mini game like in the beginning. I the don't know. One? I don't know. I never played the original God of Wars. Yeah, I think it starts off where you're banging two girls in the bed and you have to try to make the bed like shake as much as possible. Oh, oh my that's God. Amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. America is a little weird when it comes to like sex because it's. There's no like hard rule <laughs> for any of it. Uh, it's kind of it feels very cherry picky. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I think it's a shame though that that, that Dead or Alive Six stream got went the way it, it did, especially at like a fighting game tournament of all places. Like, I get that there's there's all that nudity there, but if it's a fighting game tournament, you're doing this at like show off the fighting, maybe. <laughs> Right? Come on, man. Nobody plays Zero Alive for the fighting. Hey, I know no one who would say that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know anybody that actually plays Dead or Alive. I do. I mean, except you. Yeah, except me. (laughs) Yeah. So there's that. Yeah, I I played Dead or Alive 5 once pretty recently. And, you know, it's, eh, it's okay. I, I don't like it as much as I like other fighting. Like in terms of pure mechanics, I just I like other ones more personally. Uh, for me, Dead or Alive's up there on my list. Mm. Is it the boobs? Partially. Okay, <laughs> I feel that. Actually, I don't I'll feel honest. that. I'm gonna be honest. You know. Yeah, yeah, fair. Of course. Um, okay, I want to bring up uh, a story I found, and this is probably a story that's on everyone's mind, but it's just like so buck wild that I think we have to talk about it. Uh, Tetris Battle Royale exists, my friends. <laughs> yeah, that. I downloaded it, but I haven't had the chance to try it out. 
like I I'm living in this world now where I own Mario Kart, I own Smash. Neither have convinced me to spend twenty dollars a year to get Nintendo Switch Online, but fucking Tetris is. <laughs> it's convincing me so hard. I really, really want to buy it, but I still haven't. I'm not good at Tetris, so I feel like I would be trash, but like, God, Tetris is such an amazing game. It has an ability to I don't know, just like exist in so many different forms you've got this now the battle royale um just explain to me how it works because i've seen some of it but it it's kind of hard for me to understand because i suck at tetris from what i've seen you're just trying to screw each other over yeah so so whenever um whenever you complete a line right and like you know how it usually disappears when you're playing normal tetris yeah um whoever you're aiming at because you you'll see like the 98 other people to the left and right of you and you can use the left stick i believe to like choose someone or you can use the right stick to kind of like auto target and the game like decides for you if you don't want to metagame too hard so whenever you complete a line it sends that line to that person and it builds up from their bottom and you know like with tetris you don't want to hit the top of your board or you die Mm -hmm. so the idea would just be like, you know, try to flood someone with as many lines as possible. So that way they, they don't have much room to work with and then they, they die. Well, I like screwing people over. Doesn't yeah. sound too bad. You know, uh, it kind of reminds me of that uh, Poyo Poyo game on the Switch. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's similar. Yeah, which is fun, but I was also terrible at it. Uh, so... I mean, I only played a few games. Uh, my roommate, he has had Nintendo Switch online, so he, like, he just played it. And then I played a few games on his uh, Switch. And man, you know, Tetris is just one of those games where it's never at the forefront of my mind. But then when you play it, you've got to like prove to yourself, like, no, I can fucking play Tetris. Like, <laughs> I can do this. Um, so I, I kind of, you know, got a little competitive with myself, where he's like, come on, I can, I can set up a Tetris. I can. Do four lines in a row. Let's go. You know. I wonder if there's going to be a competitive scene for this. Something I would have never imagined. Competitive Tetris. You know, I. I'm not. I'm not going to say I know this for fact, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was already a competitive scene for Tetris, like in general, kind of yeah, like chess. Um. Yeah, I know. Like people are always trying to break records in Tetris games. Yeah. Um, so I know the competitive scene goes that far, but I think this is definitely taking it to a whole other level, you know, as far as competitiveness goes for Tetris. Imagine going to a convention center or something to watch <laughs> 99 people or however many people play Tetris. Dude, that'd be wild. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit. He just sent the line to another person. <laughs> I watched that, though. And can you imagine how tense it gets when you're down on like the top five? Like that's how do you even cast for that though? You don't, I think. (laughs) I mean, I feel like I mean there are some there are names for some of the moves in Tetris. Like a Tetris is getting four lines in a row, a T spin, and like that's a thing, you know. So there's already some terminology and jargon there for a caster to like start with, and I feel like as if that continued, they totally develop a glossary. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't even know that there. Word 
terms for Tetris. I didn't even know Tetris was four lines in a row. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they came up with uh, what was the newest Tetris game that came out? Um, it's, uh, Tetris Effect PS4. Yes, they did come up with the whole glossary for that game because you can do more than four lines in that game. What the fuck? What? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, Tetris Effect is a game I've always wanted to try too. I feel like that'd be a fun VR experience. Oh, like, I don't. I haven't tried a VR. But I don't know if it's gonna be VR. It's on Switch. You know, I don't know if they're gonna like you know put on any other systems. But yeah, well, it, I mean, yeah, Tetris Effect on PS4 though. I know that's PS VR. Oh, is it okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not thinking straight right now. Um, thinking <laughs> thinking dead or alive. Um, yeah, I get that. I get that. <laughs> um. But yeah, because I mean, I was playing that one, and it's incredibly colorful. It's incredibly intense. So I mean, Tetris is you know, Tetris is trying to kill it right now. Oh yeah, I guess the sky's the limit for Tetris. What's next? Tetris MMO. <laughs> How would that work? I can't. You know, it could work. I know it could. Could it? All I can think of is like you get a bracelet of plus one holding. And you can hold two ty- two Tetraminos instead of one. That's all I got. <laughs> what if it's just a world that's all blocky? It's called Minecraft. It is. It's like Minecraft, <laughs> but it's an MMO. Well, here, your so Tetris block. I do want to remind you all that Tetris Worlds was a thing for a while by THQ in which all the Tetramino blocks were living creatures living on a planet. Oh my god. Wow, I've never heard of that. Yeah, there's like lore to it, but it's still like you're playing Tetris and it's like, what's the point of the story? I don't know. It's weird. Huh. But yeah, I mean, I'm just curious what this means for like the the future of the battle royale genre. Cause you know, we did recently just get a huge mix up with Apex Legends, which, you know, every, mm-hmm. everyone's still playing that game. Like it's huge, except for Mike. Um, yeah, except, except Mike. But but I mean, nonetheless, 25 million people right in like a week. That's that's nothing to scoff at for sure. And now we're getting a totally out of left field Tetris battle royale, like of all things Tetris. <laughs> right. So I mean, Goodbye, just, Fortnite. Yeah, for one, yeah, who needs Fortnite? But two, I just I'm curious where the battle royale genre goes from here, because I feel like Tetris 99 is maybe the first in possibly many steps of like very unexpected wacky battle royales. Pac-Man's on its way. I'm excited. <laughs> Man, I mean like I've always joked like Sims Battle Royale, but now I'm thinking like what what if? Like fucking A. <laughs> like that could happen now. What if? That's the one I don't know how that would work. <laughs> Sims Battle Royale. Uh yeah, um, I don't know about that, Robert. You here you go. You can build one sim and you have a week of in-game sim time to get them as swole as possible. <laughs> and Dude, that reminds me of my brother when he played the Sims. He would he would make his sim go to the gym like every day. Like, Dude, you already do that in real life. Why are you doing that with your sim? Yeah, it's called Second Life. But actually, hold on. EA, hear me out. Maxis, hear me out. So you incorporate a new DLC in Sims 4, because I know you like that shit. And just call it Sims 4 Battle Royale, where you just add a new occupation called like Fortniter. And that person just 
every Sunday participates in a tournament and it's up to you to maintain their athleticism, their wit, etc. Hmm. There, there's your Sims Battle Royale. I, I think I'm seeing money signs. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the check in the mail. Thanks. <laughs> but no, I mean, what do you guys think about like how this might affect the future of Battle Royales in general? I mean, like you said, it just throws it way into left field. So I really don't know what to expect anymore. Because, <laughs> I mean, who expected, you know, fucking Tetris to get a battle royale? I don't think that, and I'm being a pessimist here, but I don't think that it's going to last. Um, I mean, it could, but I, I think battle royales are just going to stick with shooters. I mean, you obviously see the popularity of Apex Legends. Um, I mean, Fortnite is still popular. And I don't know what more you can do with the genre, but I guess Tetris somehow does really weird shit with any genre they can. I'm more interested in the future of Tetris because, like, they jumped on the VR train, they jumped on the Battle Royale train, now are they, like, are they gonna... Go on the next trend too. What is the next trend? Final Fantasy 16. You play as a Tetramino. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the thing though with Tetris, right, is that as as much as it can go into crazy places, like at the end of the day, it's still playing Tetris. Like you could go back to the 80s and like if you time traveled and brought a switch with you to the 80s and you handed them Tetris 99, like sure, it's going to look a lot flashier, like, oh, my God, the graphics. But it's not like someone would struggle understanding how it works because it's still the exact same way it plays. Same as 20, 30 years ago, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man, I'm, ex- I'm excited. I think Tetris 99 is a fucking it's cool. Maybe I'll spend 20 bucks on Nintendo Switch Online. And also the like the the Wubby Dubby remix of the Tetris song. Very good. <laughs> and like when you hit 50 players, it it gets more Wubby Dubby and I love it. <laughs> Austin, what do you have to share at the table today? Yeah, so uh, I want to talk about the new Harry Potter game. Sorry, I mean the new Fire Emblem game. Um <laughs> Okay, so I'm a huge Fire Emblem fan, and I couldn't pass up the opportunity to talk about this total... I wouldn't say it's a total departure, but it's definitely something unexpected. Um, So, on the 13th of February, Nintendo talked about the new Fire Emblem. They showed it off, and it's like... From my limited knowledge of Persona, it looks like a cross between Persona... In Fire Emblem, which I realize uh, saying that now that was what basically SMT cross FE was supposed to be, but um, <laughs> you know th- this is something else. I guess you take control of a professor basically, and you raise the next generation of officers. And there's three different houses, kind of like Harry Potter, except well. There's more houses than Harry Potter, but there's three in this one. And I guess you teach them and send them to their deaths and mm-hmm. possibly romant- romanticize with your students. There's got to yeah. be romance in it, which is a little yeah, that's, weird. That's but, a, that's a good know. way to, to phrase you know, 
It's probably gonna happen. <laughs> um, yeah, student professor relationships. Not not. We're gonna stray away from that. But um, I don't know. What do you guys think? I know that you guys are both fans of JRPGs. I don't know how big in the Fire Emblem you are. The yeah, I, art style is very Persona like, isn't it? Go ahead, Robert. Uh, I wouldn't call it Persona. I mean, it just looks, you know, like anime, like three D anime, just like every other JRPG. So, what do you think about the? Uh, what do you think about the game? I, I can Mike go first because I don't want to burst your bubble. On honestly, I'm not into Fire Emblem. So the only oh, thing I know is that there's three oh houses. No. Okay, uh, so I really enjoyed Fire Emblem Awakening. I really liked Fates. I I'm kind of bored of Three Houses. Oh no! Because my thing is Fire Emblem's at its best when it's like, you know, yeah, there's politics and kingdoms and shit, but then like the world's gonna fucking end because of a weird ass dragon or something, you know? Like <laughs> there there are these stakes, but this feels a little too like hogwarts which is ironic because i know like every year at hogwarts those students almost die but this feels like the boring part of hogwarts oh or it's just like yep you teach the kids you ship them out and then you teach new kids and you ship them out well i saw a meme something like well we'll see how they figure out how to make a dragon the final boss in this one because it's probably gonna happen like it does in every single one yeah I don't know I guess because like I mean maybe it's just like a part of my expectations but when I first heard the title like three houses I was like this has got to be like a three-way war or something like it's got to be something with intrigue and something exciting but no it's just that you live in Switzerland and (laughs) all the other countries are also fine with each other and they go to your school to learn to be better fighters look they're I think they're definitely holding something back I really and, hope so. And you see, like, in the trailer, there's some darker stuff. There's dark magic. There's these weird creatures. Um, I kind of hope that you have to kill the other houses in the end. I don't know why, but that would be freaking awesome. You go on I, I, Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's. I honestly thought it was Game of Thrones at first when I saw it, too, but... I really hope there's like a Fallout New Vegas, like Mr. House ending where it's just like you don't side with any of the three houses because you're better than all three of them and you like facilitate the demise of all three or something. Hmm. But yeah, nonetheless, I mean, here's the thing. As as down as I am about the story of this game, uh, you can bet your ass I already have it pre-ordered for day one. Hell cause, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, for one, I'm, I'm a, I love Fire Emblem. For two, this is the first Fire Emblem on a console that doesn't have a 240 fucking P screen in like what feels like centuries <laughs> so yeah i'm gonna be buying this i'm gonna enjoy leveling up my warrior students and i i guess romancing them that feels weird mm-hmm. and sending them off to die and i'm gonna like it maybe not the yeah, story I'm, uh, yeah like it. i'm gonna look into it a little bit more um i've been told i would like fire emblem so i'm gonna look into this one a little bit more just because i think you would it's an actual console, you know, iteration of the franchise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the thing that's fun about Fire Emblem to me is that, you know, it's it's have you ever played like Final Fantasy Tactics? Yeah. Yeah, it's that. So okay. like, if you like if you like okay. tactics, you'll you'll like this. See, I'm I'm a huge Fire Emblem fan. It's probably my favorite series. And 
I'm excited for the story, but I'm of course more excited for the gameplay. Mostly because it looks like there's a lot more freedom this time around to do whatever you want. From what it looks like, you can make a dude riding a Pegasus with a bow, or not a bow, I mean that's that's another good, but like with a sword or something, or have just a whole bunch of knights if you wanted, who are slow yeah. as hell but are beefy. I mean, I'd be interested to see what kind of stuff people do, and I don't usually like being restricted to just these classes. I mean... That's basically what Fire Emblem is, but I like I like to have some kind of choice in it. So if I'm lacking, say, an extra archer, then I can get one, um, which I think is really cool. Actually, so yeah, that brings up another worry I have about Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses. So another thing that I think Fire Emblem does really well is like the waifus and also the husbandos. Just like all the characters are usually pretty good, like. There, there are times where I just grinded in Awakening, not even to level up, but just to like pair these two people together. So that way after the battle, I can see their conversations. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, and, that's what it's all about. Yeah, so it's like, okay, these are actual interesting characters that I want to learn about, but it's also like I have this attachment to them like on the battlefield where that person's my best archer, you know? And like it just adds this, this cool layer of... I'm a commander of an army, but I know all of my soldiers personally, and I like that. I'm worried with Three Houses with its system of like you can change every little detail about a character's class. It kind of gave me this vibe of like, oh, they're all just, you know, no name infantry foot soldiers you're not going to develop an attachment to. Well, I think that if you're smart, then everybody will have their own strengths. And I'm almost 100% sure that some characters are going to be better in. Uh, one area rather than another because in echoes uh, you have these villagers and you could choose their class and there were some that were better off as magic users or cavalry as opposed to like uh, myrmidon so there's probably going to be like better choices and so they might be more outstanding than other people in that regard and for me i plan on having a well-balanced team i'm not gonna make everybody do one I'm I'm not gonna make everybody cavalry because I don't know that just feels weird. Um, it's also a recipe for disaster, honestly. Yeah. Oh no, we can't get past these trees because we're on horses. Yeah, run into one enemy <laughs> with a beast slayer and you're just dead. You're like dead. that's it. Yeah. I mean, I do love that fact that facet of Fire Emblem where it's like, yeah, you've got a beefy army, but you can run into like that one specific guy who'll fuck you up so hard. <laughs> oh yeah. And, oh, and if you're if you're not prepared, you're gonna lose. And reinforcements. Of, uh, yeah, it reminds me of Disgaea. Yeah, it's a little it is uh pretty similar to Disgaea. Uh definitely a lot less like over the top comedy. Like you can't stack everyone up on a tower. <laughs> <laughs> you can't throw printies and they'll explode. Oh man, I do love Disgaea. That's such a weird, good game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is in the same vein, though, of like that grid-based combat. Every character is fairly unique. They all have their own... Well, the Fire Emblem, they, I guess they don't really have abilities, right? Um, kind it's of. usually kind of... Yeah, it's just kind of like attack, use item. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of them do, like Ike has Aether. Right, but that's but not like a thing. Part, you... It's not like, yeah, you just kind of make them attack. Yeah. And, and also with like things like ether, it's not like something you choose to do. It's kind of like percent chance to trigger when you attack. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, Fire Emblem is a game of number. It's, you know, in a lot of ways, it's kind of like XCOM, where a 99% chance to hit is still as good as a 1% chance to hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, uh, I don't think it's quite that bad. <laughs> like, it, if you have played the early games, um, I played Fire Emblem 6, which uh, is Japanese only, so you can't just pick it up. The axes in that game are, like, literally the worst ever. You try to hit something, it just won't happen. Oof. Yeah. Man. And I like axes, so. But, Mike, I'm going to give you some homework, okay? Uh, Do you have a 3DS? Uh, somewhere. I want you to download Fire Emblem Awakening. And I, then I want you to skip Fates and play Echoes. I think my Wham. brother has Awakening. <laughs> I, can, I can probably check that out. You really yeah. should. Yeah, I mean, I think right now, the easiest and best Fire Emblem to get your hands on is Awakening. Maybe not physically. Physical copies are kind of hard. But digitally, yeah. yeah. I know for sure my brother's pre-ordering his copy of Three Houses. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. I think the second best Fire Emblem to get right now is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Oh, my God. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, shit. You know, um, Edelgard from Fire Emblem Three Houses is rumored to be in Smash, so that could be interesting. Oh, I was just about to say, watch one of these DLC characters be another fucking Fire Emblem character. No, but I hope so. And as long as it's not a sword user, I'll be fine. And Elgard uses an axe, so that's pretty cool. I don't know. I think Smash is setting this precedent where like DLC one is fucking Joker from Persona. Like, I'd honestly be very disappointed if they went to any franchise they already have. Like, they set this tone. Yeah, Shaggy's I mean, next. I'd, I'd fucking take no, Shaggy. Man, they they got to do Waddle D from Kirby. Bandana D. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I want franchises that no one's expecting. You know, because that's... Patreon Odyssey. <laughs> I, I'll fucking take that, yeah. yeah that could happen. <laughs> I'd do Give it. me something from Octopath. That'd be awesome. I mean, well, okay, I know that you don't like it, Robert, but I do, so... Well, I mean, interesting. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think there are some characters that would do well from Octopath and Smash, like um, Ulbrich, easily, right? Yeah. Like, he's just a perfect translation. I think Cyrus would be too similar to Robin, though. Yeah. I think he'd be cool. Ulbrich would be cool, yeah. Therian. Yeah, could, could you imagine Ulbrich with his old, my blade is unbending. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. He's got a great voice. Oh, yeah. Probably the better, not yeah, like Hanet just as bad. The rest of them are okay. I'd take Hanet in there. I just don't want her to talk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't blame you. It's what okay, is put her in the game. Just put tape over her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? This smasheth. <laughs> oh dear. So I think it's time to wrap up this week's episode of project rusty uh also do you have anything you want the the loving crowd to know um i don't know i'm cool. good good <laughs> okay <laughs> mike what about you uh if you got playstation plus or xbox live they're having a deluxe demo of dead or Alive six this weekend so if you're as excited about that game as i am and you have those check it out and bring the lotion um uh i don't know i don't really have too much to shout out i guess uh oh uh, i did publish if you want to hear me drunk which i th- i think is pretty funny 
you can find me at Tadaima Terrace House, po- Terrace House Podcast, where I got very drunk with my friends and talked about a bunch of normal Japanese people and who would survive in a battle royale in a mansion. So, like, that's fun. Check that oh, out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's always fun. Oh, yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, I don't know. You can tune in next Wednesday for another episode of Project Rusty. And until then, we'll see you next time. See ya.